Hey lovelies, welcome to the Honestly Mia podcast with me, Mia. I'm so excited to hang out with you each week to share all the fun and not so fun topics of this journey called life. And I'm confident that we will heal, grow, laugh, cry if necessary to become unapologetically free in Christ. And the beauty of it is we will do it together. So let's talk. Are you ready? I'm ready. Episode 35, Silence the Quiet. Hey, peeps. Um, Hopefully everyone has had an amazing week. Um, I'm sure it's been busy, depending on where you are. The weather has been all crazy. It gets cold, then it's hot, then it rains, then it's hot. And it's just crazy. But... I believe that it's all about to become a little bit more consistent as we approach the holiday season. Who's excited about holidays? It's so funny. I, um, for a long time, I worked retail and holidays were just the time of year that I just dreaded. Um, it was the, the best shopping experience for everyone else. But if you work retail, then you know that you are like, in there like in there um so i'm excited because this is probably going on the i think it's the fourth year that i have not been in a retail job so i'm excited about preparing having those days off eating a lot well i'm gonna try not to eat a lot but nonetheless the the kind of food that you eat is probably more exciting than the amount um So I kind of went back and forth with myself about recording the podcast today. And reason being is that I know a lot of times when I get ready to come and talk to you guys, I like to make sure or I want to make sure that one, I've heard from God in the way in which I needed to. And then two, have I completed the thought? Like whatever it is, it kind of dropped on my heart have have I like explored all options or whatever so what was funny about this one is that what I'm going to talk about is what I was actually doing and then I was like oh my goodness this is what I should talk about next so today at church um the pastor was talking about um how to love God and part of his sermon was talking about the need for solitude so the need to spend time with God like uninterrupted put your phone down like just you know spend that necessary time and I raised my hand like yep that's so important but I also sat there and was like I do it but I don't do it And one of the things that he said that, you know, I shared with a few other people that just really stuck with me is that um, he said in in solitude or attempting solitude or whatever, um, you have to be alone and being alone causes you to have to deal with you. You have to face your past, your present and your future. And that just really stuck with me because that's so true. And he went on to talk about being still and what happens when we're still. And I'm sure all of you can sit down and think about what it looks to not be distracted and how at times we will choose distractions over dealing with reality. And so 
it just stuck with me. And when I got home today, you know, I started getting ready for Tuesday night. So I'm sitting and I'm reading and I'm just, you know, spending that time. But I found myself every chance I get. And here's the here's the, the tough part. So I'm pretty sure most of you have the Bible app on your phone and it's easy and it, you can just jump right to it and you know it's a lot quicker than flipping through the pages well the problem with me and having the bible app is that while i'm going to look up a scripture or find a scripture it's like the instagram app facebook app you know all of it just starts pulling at you right like you have to check it right then right now and it's so not the case so i have decided that i'm probably going to try to not use that anymore because it just creates the whole situation well nonetheless reading cooking doing my thing feeling real good and so i came into my study and i sat down and i started to read again well this time i kept you know texting people and you know going back and forth to instagram and you know my group and i are on this band app so checking the band app and it was just like a mad woman and i was like okay let's put all this down and let's just really feel figure out what's going on so I may have mentioned to some of you guys that I like to journal and I have like 50,000 notebooks that I may write a few things in this notebook and then tomorrow it may be a different notebook. So I grabbed one of the notebooks down and it happened to be one that I love. It said I got at the, the Recreate Retreat that I may have mentioned to you guys about that I went to a few um, weeks ago, maybe about a month or so ago. And I began to write in it and I began to just be still. And um, you probably can hear it in my voice. I'm not going to even try and mask it or hide it. It's all about being transparent and vulnerable. Like I broke down in a real like unnecessarily angry cry. And what happened is the exact thing that the pastor was talking about this morning is when you are quiet and you are alone you have to deal with you and so one of the first things that i did was i started sitting down and and kind of writing out why is it that i scroll so much right and i'm not necessarily a, po a person that posts a lot of stuff i do every now and then but it struck me that i do it because it keeps me from having to deal with how I feel about certain things, right? You can get so engulfed in what someone else is doing, what someone else is saying, how they're feeling, that you completely forget about your reality. That's the purpose of distractions, right? And, you know, I, I then began to think, so earlier this week, um, my team at work and I started talking about... Um, um, about losing weight, doing keto and all this type of stuff. And, you know, since I've had my weight loss surgery, I'm just going to be honest. Like, it's like when you first start, you are really like on it because those restrictions are there. And of course, as your tolerance, you know, gets in line, you can eat different things. You can eat more and all of that. Well, for the past, I don't know, couple of months, I have noticed 
that there has been some excessive snacking going on. And so when we went to do the weigh-in, now mind you, you know, I weigh myself often and I'm like, well, I'm not losing any more weight. Looks like I've gained a few pounds. And so when we get to work, we're doing this whole weigh-in thing and it's just frustrating me because the scale is looking like it's 10 pounds higher than at home and did another scale and and I got really, really agitated about it. And I'm, and I'm always like asking myself, so what is the root cause of me being so agitated? And so when I started to, you know, again, spend that time asking those questions, because again, when you're still, those things bubble up. I started to get agitated because even though, you know, the scale wasn't showing what I was seeing at home, it made me stop and think that your eating has been a little out of control. That is also a distraction for you. Why are you needing to be distracted? And so I'm like, oh my God, whatever. So as I'm starting to write today, I started writing those things. I started writing the the distraction of everything because one of the things that we've talked about before is how good intentions are not necessarily the right intentions. So when I think of the things that I'm doing, I'm not per se hurting anybody. I'm not, you know, committing a sin or whatever, but all of what I am doing is to keep me from facing a few things, right? And the the interesting part about it is is that before I've talked to you guys about, you know, being 38 and just all this stuff that continues to to not happen. But the funny thing about my current distraction isn't so much about those things as much as it is, okay, God, I'm ready for whatever it is that you want me to do. Tell me, let's do it. Let's get it done now. I want to know what it is and I don't want to sit still. Should I change jobs? Should I stay? Should I move? Should I do this with my group? Like I'm in this constant asking of of what's next. And what's interesting is to keep from doing that because again, God's timing is perfect, right? It don't feel like it's perfect when we're waiting on something, but nonetheless, it's perfect. And so... I don't want to have to say I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of wondering am I moving right or I'm moving left or is this going to happen or that's going to happen. So to keep from being still and having to deal with that and sit in that, you get distracted. You eat, you go hang out, you watch TV, you scroll social media, you do everything humanly possible to keep from really examining what the real issue is and so when the pastors start talking about that again I wasn't as as interested let me let me take that back I agree with what he said but it wasn't until I began to put it to the test did I really realize that that is still a very you know real thing for me and going back to this whole cry thing and it doesn't feel good to have to say that I am purposely doing all this stuff to not acknowledge, you know, some of the things that I'm struggling with, some of the things that I have questions about, some of the things that I am believing for and wondering what's going to happen and, and asking, you know, God 50 million ways. So what does this mean? Or am I right? Or am I, am I wrong? And all of that. And so, you know, 
I'll jump to the end of it because the end is me talking to you guys. It was probably the most freeing moment ever. Now, isn't it funny how something that can make you cry, make you all like flustered and agitated can still be the best thing possible? Because one of the things that he said, um, and I hopefully that I can I can quote it the right way, is that when you're sitting still and he said, people say, my mind just starts going all over the place. And he made a comment that your mind starts going all over the place because you're still needing to deal with the something, right? So that something can be, you know, whatever is going on with you and, and a friend or a loved one, a spouse, a coworker, whatever the case is. And until it is walked out, talked out, dealt with, it's still going to be top of mind. It's going to be the thing that you continue to just go to and... I can attest to that, like wholeheartedly, that is exactly, you know, where I am. And so, you know, as I was sitting here continuing to write, I was like, okay, God, this is where I am. You know, my biggest prayer right now is to just be fine with existing. And that sounds so funny. And it may sound weird to somebody who's listening, but if you heard my last podcast, I did the proclamation that I'm just different. But what I mean by the just existing, and I was funny, I was reading it in my book today and it was talking about that very thing about being in the now, being in today, like not getting too far ahead and not spending so much time looking behind, but like enjoying today. And that is sometimes so hard for us until we purposely put forth some time to just take inventory about where we are today, how we feel today, what makes us happy, what, you know, upsets us, what worries us, whatever the case is, but just dealing with today and being grateful for the existing in this moment. And it's funny because it can sound very contradictory when you're listening to people say, you should have a five-year plan. What's your 10-year plan? You know, have you invested here, invested there? And I'm not saying any of that stuff is like not good. I think that everyone should make sound decisions. But for, for the sake of this conversation, like looking at today and dealing with today, being okay with nothing and everything all at the same time, being excited about nothing and everything at the same time. So what's funny is as I started talking, you know, I'm always, you know, giving you guys a scripture so you'll kind of understand what the word of God has to 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 say in regards to a topic. But the scripture that I chose <laughs> may apply still, may not. Because one of the, the beauties of the podcast is there are no notes, really. It's just God places something on my heart and we start talking and we just go where it goes. But the scripture that I came across was Job 6 and 24. And it's teach me and I will be silent. Make me understand how I have gone astray. And I think that's the the English standard version. Um, and so I did a little bit of reading on that scripture. And I think that it fits 
we just gonna have to find a way to tie it all into what we're talking about right now but when I break it down it's like God explained to me like I am willing to be still I am willing to sit before you so you can help me understand not just understand you know what I should be doing or or what I should be you know expecting and all of that but help me understand what it is that I'm not doing right and so my interpretation of this because again the scripture is going to speak to everyone in its own unique way is just what I talked about so when I'm sitting still you know and I got quiet before God like I said I immediately began to weep because he began to show me some things that didn't make me feel good he began to show me the root of my distraction and it and it is in and around not being truly content with what's going on like I can literally look at the the writings on the wall and do the checklist of all the things that I should be grateful for that I should be excited about and I am but there's still that little something that little bit of uneasiness when the plan isn't very clear and you know there is nothing that is (laughs) coincidental I'm sure you guys are probably tired of hearing me say that, but I'm going to say it each and every chance I get because it is my truth and I believe it. That as I was sitting there reading um, in the book that we're going over in my small group, which is Discerning Discerning the Voice of God by Priscilla Shire. Amazing book. It's broken down into a seven-week study session. So, hey, if you have not had an opportunity, it is great. Check it out. Um, And... She was talking about the random and not so random and how the day-to-day activities of your life are essentially driving you towards God's plan and purpose for you. So I don't think that it's, you know, by coincidence that the message I heard today was the one I needed to hear so I could stop mentally running and in hearing that, and it's funny because we do it all the time, man, we hear how good this is and I'm going to share it with somebody else because you know their situation like you think you do and you're going to send them and be their Holy Spirit a little bit and give them that. But when you allow what you've heard to transform you, then it's a whole different game. And literally it took me, I don't know, 10 hours to get to this point where I sat still, put my phone away started to just reflect and within minutes you know God revealed to me what it is that I'm running from what it is that I'm trying to forget what it is that I'm trying to not come to him to as if he doesn't already know what's on my heart right which is the craziest thing that we sit down and we play this game with God like we're trying to conceal something from him and he's probably sitting up there super tickled at the fact that we're trying to hide from him when he can see us so well. He knew the thought that we were going to think before we thought it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's a really silly, sad game we play, but nonetheless. And he just needed me to be okay with just sitting still. And the best part about the sitting still and allowing him to teach me and help me understand, you know, where I've gone astray is that he is right there 
arms wide open, ready to ready to catch me, ready to hold me, ready to just comfort me or or give me that loving correction, which is he did all of those things. I got every last one of those things I mentioned in in this moment of me just being still. But I have to be able to trust him with that. I have to be able to trust that whatever I'm thinking, whatever I'm experiencing, whatever it is that, you know, I'm going through, that he is literally concerned and he wants to be able to to love on me in that moment and just guide me and teach me and give me, you know, his divine wisdom on this situation. But I have to be willing to Open my mouth and say, God, this is what I need. Or open my heart and say, come and sit right there and show me and and just hold me and love me and and all of that. So when I think about my subject heading called silence the quiet is that we want the quiet to be quiet, if that makes any sense. Like we don't want to hear anything. We want to be able to sit down and there's nothing. And it can get a little crazy when you're quiet and then you're having all these things that are coming and it's best to just deal with them. And so everybody has a way to do it, whether it's you know, your writing or your journaling, your blogging, your podcasting, you know, your whatever the case is, it is so important. And it's interesting how when we hear something, you know, we typically like, man, that's a good message, man, I like that. But where does it come into application? Because there are some times when you're hearing stuff, but you're not hearing it for yourself. But when you do, like I did, and you open yourself up to put God to the test, essentially, that's what that's what happened. I put the word that I heard this morning to the test and it yielded fruit. It, it did exactly what the pastor said it would do. It would have me face some things that I wanted to put back. And it's funny, a friend of mine, I think it was day before yesterday, it might have been yesterday, asked me when was the last time that I cried. And I sat there and I was like, um... It's been a minute and I mentioned something very small that had happened that caused me to tear up, but, you know, not a real cry. And so it dawned on me that it probably hadn't been a while because I was refusing to let anything, you know, make me sad. And it's and let me explain that. So the whole running and the not addressing and the being distracted I can think back to when something began to agitate me, like I jumped into something else. Now, it isn't always a bad thing to shake it off, but I didn't have a time where I, and I told him, I said, man, because I'm a crier. Like every time something comes up, I will like let loose, but I haven't really had that kind of cry. And I went on into this philosophical answer about, you know, being more content, which that isn't an untruth. But part of that that I didn't see because I wasn't lying, but I didn't see that the reason why there wasn't any tears is because I wasn't really addressing much. I was just kind of going through the motions, what happens, happens and all of that. And when I get down to the meat of that, it's a protective measure. It's the I'm not going to allow myself to get hurt. I'm not going to allow myself to feel a whole lot. So let's just push through. And again, that conversation wasn't coincidental. It laid the foundation. So when I had to sit still and come before God and just say, okay, here I am, 
I was able to go back and say, ah, that's why you haven't had your good old fashioned cry because you were not allowing anything to bother you or frustrate you or make you feel a certain kind of way. You just kind of shook it off. So I know I'm probably all over the place, but it was just a good all over the place. And hopefully you all got the gist of what I was saying, that it's so important to just sit still. And it's funny how I can tell people that. And I didn't realize until here as of late that that was something I was kind of struggling with, you know, and on occasion I would do like if a thought come, I'd search it out, but that I didn't understand that I was really running from the feelings, running from the, you know, I don't want to experience any sadness or any heartbreak or any or any disappointment. So let me keep that wall up. But there are times when you have to face you. And that doesn't mean that things are horrible. Like I can't sit here and tell you anything that is like a 911 crisis in my life. Then that doesn't always mean that, you know, if there is no crisis, you should be, you know, on top of the world or vice versa. You know, there are times when just moving through life can be a little frustrating and it's and it's not me being ungrateful because I'm pretty sure there are so many of you who are listening like man I would just love to just have a normal moment well I will tell you right now none of us are normal nothing about this journey is normal but that's what makes it exciting and beautiful all at the same time so my prayer for you guys is that you know you Take some time this week and just deal with it, whatever it is. Just deal with it and don't be afraid of the noise, right? And the noise that can sometimes come in what seemingly should be a quiet. Don't silence it. Walk through it. Acknowledge it. Let God hold you and lead you and guide you through it. And I promise you, things will look so different on the other side. Thanks, guys, for spending these few moments with me. As always, I hope that there was something you were able to take from it, that it made you think, that it made you ponder, might even make you want to go ahead and just sit still and say, okay, God, show me, right? I would love to hear from you guys. So if you ever get an opportunity, don't be afraid to send me an email at honestlymia at AOL.com. Also, depending on the the i guess everywhere you're listening um whether it be itunes podbean google play iHeartRadio, which is the newest one drop a comment let us know what you think let other people know you know hey this is what i got from it this is what i hope you get from it i love to hear from you guys i want to be able to continue to share wherever i can however i can so Thank you so much again for your time and have a great day on purpose.